Today I was talking to my kids at school about confidence. It's one of the things that I do with many of them, particularly at this time of year when they're going into a new academic realm and they've just kind of boosted themselves with getting past their examinations and they're feeling both elated and then comes the anticlimax of that. And we were talking about confidence and I was trying to explain to them how confidence really should be your default setting, but it isn't. And they assumed that I am this really confident person. And actually, those that know me well know that I am probably the most insecure person that you'll ever meet. So there is some big myths that are perpetuated in our world, well, in the whole world, in fact, in the human condition of self-confidence. Uh, and it goes something like this. Confidence is, some, confidence is something that we create, and we create it by taking action and upgrading our mindset. Well, I don't know if I really believe that, because otherwise I would be confident both internally and externally. And the myths insist that the more you speak out and express yourself, the more weight you lose, the better the clothes that you are wearing, the higher the heels. If you feel the fear and you do it anyway, and you manage your mind better and you will become more confident. In all fairness, there's a lot to be said about all of those formulas. I love looking back on all my accomplishments and noticing how I've taken action sometimes and actually an actual fact more probably that I've taken action when um, I've probably been at my worst in terms of self-doubt and they've probably been the most fear-filled parts of my life. And what I love is when I can slip into this badass mindset. It's like updating my confidence resume. It is like feeling that you're empowered, but actually that only lasts for a short while. But to proclaim that all of these ideas that make us feel confident is the way forward and trying to teach these confidence skills, it just doesn't cut it. Why? Because in my life, I meet a lot of highly skilled, smart, erudite, action-orientated, beautiful, badass, kick-ass people who still can't shake off any pain, can't shake off insecurity. In fact, the more confident I perceive them as being, in actual fact, the more insecure that they are. And they seem to be actually, in honesty, they are drowning in self-doubt. Academia is full of smart people who are secretly identifying with imposter syndrome. That's what I've given myself the title of. Clearly, something isn't fucking working. So let's face the truth. Let's look at the evidence and see what's really going on. No matter how skilled or expert you become at something, no matter how much you buff your body, lose that weight, work out at the gym, work at changing your mindset, and no matter how many advanced degrees, masters that you have got hanging on your wall and certificate frames, you won't necessarily feel confident. Competence does not translate into confidence. Another big myth that needs to be busted is that the feeling of confidence only comes when we succeed at something, when we get that degree, when we win that cross-country race, or when we lose the weight, or when we give a fucking kick-ass speech. So let's clear this one up too. You can lose the game, fail the exam, 
screw up in public, get fired from your job, stumble over your words in a speech, have the biggest spot on your chin, feel embarrassed when you notice that your flies are undone and your top shirt button is undone and everyone can see your bra, and you can still feel confident. I can recall many incidents when I'd say something really fucking stupid and everybody would laugh at me. Or perhaps I might fall over in the playground and knock my laptop flying in front of everybody and still be able to laugh at myself and actually feel really comfortable in my own skin. And I can not remember a time when I didn't feel insecure. And yet as severe and debilitating as my insecurity was... There were also moments when I did feel confident. I had no problem sharing my ideas for new curriculum development with maybe 100 people at a time, even though they may have seemed really bizarre at the time. But I would always clam up when, say, for example, my partner introduced me to one of his friends and then I had to have a whole conversation with them. One moment I'm full of confidence and the next moment it's gone. Well, how can you explain that? How do I explain this to the kids that I'm teaching who think that I'm this really confident person? So, what is the secret behind one of the most important traits in life? Why does confidence seem second nature to some and completely elusive and slippery to others? The explanation that I'm going to offer you right now is one that I possibly feel quite reticent to talk about, definitely would have felt reticent to talk about it in the past. In fact, I've gone out on my way to hide this concept, probably because of my Catholic upbringing, for fear of it being seen as a religious, fanatical statement, which I'm certainly not religious at all. Uh, And it's quite unscientific and it's probably... Well, no, I don't even think it's irrational and I don't even think it's too out there. So I'm just going to come out with it. But what I've concluded is that if we humans want to experience our full potential, you know, if we want to become the bigger and the more powerful versions of who we already are and thereby benefit the whole of humanity, if we want to feel the freedom to be ourselves and if we're worried about wasting our precious lives then it's about time I did my part to gently disrupt the illusion of who we think we are. Now if the idea of becoming a bigger and more powerful version of yourself intimidates you, if it all sounds a bit too lofty then think of it as you finding out how to have a lovely life. The secret to why we're still mystified by confidence can all be explained and blamed on a belief system. It is a big, major belief that blocks and separates us from feeling our natural confidence. We all have it. We all possess it. And if you can't get past this, at least intellectually for now, try this. It will transform your understanding of insecurity and confidence once and for all. I think. The big belief we are all hooked into is that this body that we see in the mirror every day, this personality and this mind that we've come to identify with so strongly is the totality of who we are. We are all walking around with a made up story of who we think we are. And the details of our story include our place of birth, 
or parents or family or gender or occupation or star sign or education and the day-to-day conditions that are part of our lives. And if it is our strong identification with our story that determines, limits and dictates how our life plays out, that's got to be it. It is one very compelling and influential story that we tell ourselves daily. How you notice, how you start to notice this common thread that runs through your story, through our own stories, through our lives, is that it's always changing. I certainly don't look the same as I did when I was a teenager or when I was in my 20s or even my 30s. And you can bet that in 20 years time, I will look very different from now. In fact, I may even be dead. And my beliefs and my values and my preferences and my habits have also clearly changed over the years. But I've also noticed that with all of the experiences I've lived through, there has been an awareness of the comings and the goings of those experiences and that the awareness has been absolutely constant which is why I can look at photographs of myself at various ages and see how my hairstyle, my weight, the way I dress, how my habits have changed but I still feel like there's a me in there when I look at those pictures and it's been like my constant travelling companion. It's a version of me that never ever changes. And despite all that I've been through, the heartbreaks, the sadness, the happiness, the insecurities, the humiliations, the fucked up hairstyles, there is a me that survived it all. There's a me that could never be broken or destroyed. I know that now. I'm still here. And what I'm referring to and the thing I've resisted talking about is that inside all of us is a soul which some of us may call a spirit, some of us may call the source, others may call an essence. And it is that invisible part of us that travels with our physical body and our psychology even. But it never changes or dies. I've always believed that my body is a vehicle for my soul, my conscience guide, a kind of moral compass, I guess, uh, that follows me through or travels with me through my life. I never really understood its full role until recently or the impact it has on my life. And like many of you, I compartmentalised it. I shied away from unleashing or even talking about it for fear of affront from others that I was being some fucking Catholic religious freak, which those people that know me know that I'm definitely not. But I feel like now we are living in different times. Now people are less threatened and more open-minded because concepts and practices like meditation, intuition, mindfulness, inner wisdom, blah, 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 are no longer viewed as laughable or irrational, but invisible forces that can help to really level up our lives. People are hungry to know and experience more for their one shot at life. I've come to see that this invisible part of us has an incredible power and we can learn to harness them because we can bring our awakened true self to our everyday pursuits and goals. And when we marry the sacred with the profane, when we unite what I now call the little self with the big self, that's when the magic in our lives can really start happening. 
So how does knowing who we really are help us feel more confident? Why do I believe it's such a massive game changer? Knowing who you really are stabilises, it balances, it grounds you, it creates a strong core foundation that carries you so that you will not sink into a swamp of insecurity and self-doubt when they show up in your life, which is quite often in mine. And you'll remember that the big self doesn't feel insecure and it can't be affected and it's got your back. You realise that where your resources and potential for confidence are, or for anything actually, are coming from that confidence that is our default setting and that you don't have to depend on the externals to build you up. You begin to finally see through the illusion of why there has never been any true stability or sustainability when our lives are coming from a point of a made-up story. You'll finally get why all of those self-help techniques and strategies to build your confidence don't actually fucking work. There is a big conversation and one that clearly threatens most people's egos. This is not about diminishing, dishonouring or making light of life where we have created our own identities, albeit made up ones. In fact, it's quite the opposite. More than likely, you're not going to immediately see through this illusion. It's taking me some years. For now, an intellectual understanding of these concepts is just fine. But keep practising awareness of who you are when you feel insecure. Remind yourself that it's just a small you, a tiny little you, and keep seeing through the illusion. Keep coming home to your big self. We have innocently shortchanged ourselves by excluding our big selves in our ordinary daily lives. It's as if we've been driving our vehicle in second gear, unaware that we have these five gears to use. We've been depending on our body and our brain to the exclusion of our souls. And conversely, there are some of us who focus solely on being contemplative and spiritual and never actually take action. Well, that's not good enough either. Our best and most productive life comes when we employ our big self with our little self, when we unite the inner with the outer. And see if you can lay down the idea that you are a fixed personality and that you were anointed with this insecurity at birth. Try to see it as the made-up story. You're not actually really insecure. It's the story you made up. It's the story you constantly keep feeding yourselves. We are bodies and we are actually energy. We are, whether you like it or not, spiritual beings. And that's what calls, that's what we call having human experiences. And, you know, we are full of dreams and we are so full of deep longings. And we all have fucking superpowers waiting to be unlocked. The key is knowing how to unlock them.